I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. Hey, it's Craig. I'm here with Angie Veros, longtime friend and sorcerer and recruiter extraordinaire uh, in our industry and uh, speaker on the circuit that I get to interact with on a regular basis. She is also the organizer of Talent 42, which is an ERE media event now, and um, lots of other things. So Angie, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. And thank you for such a nice introduction, Craig. It's good to see you. And uh, as usual, you you look wonderful. Um, I'm excited that we're having this conversation. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about you know what you do and what's going on with you lately. Yeah, no. So um, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place lately. Um, I have been in the recruiting space for 15 years a little bit over 15 years. I am a stockbroker turned recruiter. Um, I have worked for small, large organizations. Uh, I started my own company a, a number of years ago because I wanted to be an take it to a different level and be an entrepreneur. And um, I've always had this desire to speak at conferences. Well, now obviously we're not doing that because of obvious reasons. And so I went from being a speaker at a number of conferences to organizing one, which you just mentioned, Talent 42, and participated at your conference as well, TalentNet. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love sourcing. I love anything related to recruiting. I'm a huge fan of um, uh, it, anything that's talent acquisition related and thrilled to have conversations with like-minded folks like yourself. And um, I'm really excited about, um, you know, what's to come next. All right. So this podcast, as has been the last few, part of our special sourcing series uh, in the Inside Talent podcast is brought to us by uh, visage.jobs, where you can crowdsource sourcing, a fairly amazing product where they built an AI platform for both the sourcers and the customers to get accurate results in sourcing um, and really works. I've used it, played with it and uh, done all kinds of fun things with it. And uh, it's, it's very handy. You are doing some uh, sort of diversity sourcing work uh, in Europe uh, for Visage and their customers. So can you tell me a little bit about what some of the hurdles are you find in trying to do diversity sourcing and recruiting in Europe right now? Sure. So I can tell you that um, it's been it's been difficult. Uh, there are a number of roles that we are trying to fill in countries like Germany, France, uh, Czech Republic, and uh, we are looking for diverse talent, uh, female engineers mostly, or female talent um, that have uh, an extremely different background from what you would consider like the day-to-day. -day. So from a uh, data scientist to a, an engineer who has automotive experience or railway experience. And so you typically wouldn't think that you would be looking for ladies doing this job, but there are ladies that do this job. And um, doing the searches and trying to find these, uh, these folks um, has been extremely difficult. However, uh, I don't stop. And uh, I think that we've had some success. It's a project that, that my team and I just started working on 
not even a week ago. Um, and um, uh, hopefully as just time goes by, we'll be able to uncover some really great talent. But working on the Visage platform has been um, has been great and they've got some upcoming new features. Uh, so really excited to, to partner up with them. Yeah, I think their new feature set is launching today or tomorrow. Uh, yep, yeah, and uh, I've seen it. It's it's amazing. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I am uh, producing a global recruiting festival for Visage on October 8th, where they will debut those new features to their user yeah. community and to the sourcing community. Uh, and you will probably be a big part of that as well. I'm looking forward to it. Likewise. Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. And so that'll be a, a two-hour event starting at, I think, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, mm -hmm. on October 8th and more details to come about that. There are other events uh, coming up, but the Talent 42 conference that you are producing, which is um, uh, November 9th and 10th. Is that right? Correct. Correct. And then, and then we've got Talent Net coming up on November 20th. Uh, you and I are going to uh, you know, volunteer to participate in each other's events. Yes. Uh, so tell me what some of the highlights are about Talent 42 coming up. Yes. So I'm super excited uh, this year. I mean, Talent 42 is an amazing event. It's It, it brings all the technical recruiting folks together, uh, engineers, and things that you wouldn't think that you would hear at a at a at an average recruiting conference. So we've got folks obviously like yourself that's gonna participate. We've got um, you know, uh, infamous Mark Tortorici who's gonna participate. Last year, he did a talk on how to use APIs to source and that was really interesting. So I, I'm excited that he'll be back. Um, we've got folks from all over the place. We've got people joining us from, you know, the large organizations, the Googles and the Amazons of the world. And then we have some smaller companies that are uh, participating as well. And we're gonna talk about all things technical recruiting. There are a few engineers that are going to be joining us. As a matter of fact, there is a, uh, I don't want to give it away, but there is a gentleman who uh, is going to be joining us who may or may not be known in our in our industry by name, but there is a photo of him um, that has made him quite famous. And I'm not revealing it yet. There, I will, I, we will market him. Uh, but he is someone that is quite interesting who will give us his perspective from uh, technical recruiting um, based in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk all things technical recruiting. We're going to talk about, you know, the current situation and how that's affecting. Oh, and we are also going to have Jerry uh, participate, Jerry Crispin, which we all know who Jerry is. He's putting together an amazing, uh, an amazing panel on um, technology, technical recruitment uh, globally. And I think we've covered every continent from South Africa to Australia, uh, Singapore, Latin America, and there's one more, and it's escaping me, and uh, and London. So where it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting. So I guess the silver silver lining of not attending a physical event and doing a virtual event is that we can gather all these folks from all different continents into one platform and have them give us their um, their expertise. And we did that just recently for Global TA Day, uh, which was amazing. Fourteen hours uh, spanning all time zones. And uh, what, a, what a crazy deal that was. So uh, I produced that event and I had to do speaker training for two days uh, prior to the 14-hour marathon event uh, on the Hopin platform, which both uh, your event and the upcoming Talent Net will also be on. And that's mm -hmm. an engaging 
platform. It's really yeah. immersive for the attendee. So I highly recommend uh, checking out Talent 42. It will be a really good event as, as it always is. Uh, and then TalentNet is coming up on November 20th. That has been traditionally a more regional event uh, in Dallas and Austin, but people from all over the world come in for it. Uh, in Austin, especially because they're already there for, um, you know, South by Southwest. And so it, it does have sort of national and, and global recognition now as one of the top, you know, events in the Southern United States, which is pretty cool. Uh, and so we'll have a lot of um, local, uh, you know, Fortune 500 talent acquisition leaders as part of that. But also some of our favorite, uh, you know, national and global speakers like the Torin Ellis's of the world. And of course, Angie Veros. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Thank you. And Torin's amazing. I'm excited to see him too. Yeah. Uh, and so um, speaking of this sort of global thing that we're doing now, we've been sort of um, hanging out with all these wonderful uh, global sourcers and uh, recruiters online and at various events, HR Tech and, uh, you know, uh, the Europe conferences and, and SourceCon for several years. And, you know, we know them pretty well. Some of them go back all the way to, uh, you know, the original TalentNet and, and True London's uh, mm -hmm. with me. And, and then there are a lot of new faces uh, as well. And, you know, it's, it's, it's odd because TalentNet started as a Twitter chat. It was the original Twitter chat for recruiters. Uh, and, you know, back then we all did Twitter all the time and then Twitter kind of died down for a while. And now Twitter's a hot place to hang out again. I mean, at least for uh, a lot of the recruiting and sourcing community. So you have any thoughts on that? Do you, do you want to stay away? What's, what's, what's your thinking there? So I like Twitter uh, I, and I still use Twitter. I, I'd have to say that I'm more of a, a Twitter user when I attend events or when I follow them online, which by the way, kudos to Global TA Day. I followed it. I didn't follow the entire thing, but I, I was in and out of the platform. And I think it's, I think Hopin is an amazing platform. So I'm really excited that we'll be using that for, uh, for some of the future events. Um, I like Twitter. Uh, I've actually taken a step back from Facebook um, just too much, too much noise on Facebook. So uh, I'll go in from time to time, but I'm not that active. And Twitter, I think I can go and I can interact with our peers. I can go into Twitter and I can look at some news and, you know, anything that's relating to our business. Um, and so I really do like it. I never thought that maybe I'm a little old school, but I never really thought that Twitter kind of went away. Um, I thought that it was always there, but maybe it was just me using it. But I really do like Twitter. And I'm glad that you mentioned that it's, you know, it's, back up and live because uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the platform. Yeah, it was certainly always there. One of the things that I preach, as you know, is consistency, right? Don't just ramp up your social pro profile when you need something. Uh, always be there contributing if you can, if you can be. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's the key to long-term success. So I as well never really went away, but I know that some people did, thought Twitter was kind of dying and jumped onto new platforms. Instagram became real popular for a while and, you know, it's uh, it's kind of back and forth, but Twitter is uh, is really soaring. So when the stock price went down recently, I bought some. Oh, so did I. I bought some <laughs> Twitter. Um, I so I mentioned I am a stock recruit, stock broker turned recruiter. Yeah. And uh, I've always followed the stock market. And as a matter of fact, I think I bought on one of the lowest days this year, March sixteenth. I think was when when the market crashed. 
And um, not only did I buy Twitter, but I bought some, you know, some other really great names like Tesla, which just did a four to one split, mm-hmm. um, Peloton, a couple, couple really great things. So I've been following it. I don't give any advice because I'm, I'm not a stockbroker anymore. However, uh, yes, I do on Twitter. And I just saw, I did just see a feed on LinkedIn um, that Twitter is hiring I don't remember what the number is, but they're they're building a sourcing team and they're hiring a number of remote sourcers and recruiters. So they've got something going on. They do. And I think that this is going to build a case that, um, you know, Twitter is, is rapidly becoming, again, uh, a place to source and interact with talent. Um, yes. You know, our original conversations on Twitter back in 2008 were is social media good for recruiting i mean that's all we talked about we had the talent net twitter chat became a weekly um webinar or webcast uh you know that we all jumped online and chatted uh but then it became a, a podcast and you know when we had our weekly chats um uh jerry albright from the recruiting animal show was always on and he would uh create a Pandora playlist for each week's event and share the link with everyone. So we could all have drinks together to the same music while we're chatting for two hours. And this, this thing went on from like eight to 10 PM on Wednesdays. I think it was Wednesdays or Thursdays mm-hmm. for several years. And Bill Borman was constantly on at 1 AM his time and lots of those other folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we did prove after a while that Twitter could be really good for recruiting and then, you know, the, the talk about it, again, kind of died down for a while. And now I think that there's something to it. Back in the day, uh, Lars and I went there and did some work. We actually did mm-hmm. a, a cool tool show from Twitter's headquarters mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in 2011, maybe, or 2012. Mm-hmm. And then we went back and did it again and brought uh, Jennifer McClure and William Tincup, um, somebody else. Anyway uh twitter's an interesting place right i mean they've gone through uh some ups and downs with their leadership um they have an open campus where you don't really have an assigned seat you can sit near anybody anytime you might be sitting next to the cfo one day uh but you certainly don't leave your stuff hanging out because yeah (laughs) somebody might move it sure sure no i um i actually i like twitter and i like twitter for sourcing as well as a matter of fact one of the speakers two speakers that i engaged with were uh, um, through direct messages i wasn't able to get a response from email or from a linkedin message mm-hmm. and so i just i followed them on twitter and sent a direct message saying i sent you a message i sent you an email uh, you know i'd be interested in speaking with you about participating at talent 42 and i got responses yeah. so it does go to show you it, do, it does work and there there are dozens and dozens of tools that you can use to mine twitter as well oh yeah even a simple boolean string uh, mm-hmm. in twitter you you can find people um on twitter so i'm all about while I'm a little bit old school and I still use Boolean and I create it by myself to go out and find people, yeah. I do like testing out tools and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, I feel like y- you have to, you have to, because there's so many different uh, different techniques in trying to find, you know, this uncovered talent. You know what I like a lot? <clears throat> um, I set up a, uh, and I think it's an IFTTT mm-hmm. formula uh, years ago to add all new Twitter followers to a Google sheet, yeah. uh, right? So I have I have that. 
And then I will take a tool like Nymeria or, you know, name one, and yeah. I'll go through and source all the email addresses on that sheet because it's online. Mm -hmm. You can do it in batch. And so then I'll regularly send out an email to all those new Twitter followers and uh, introduce myself or send some news item or whatever. And the response is really good. And yeah. I show them how I did it. And they always like that. They always think that's cool. And, uh, you know, if you, I, I'm a big fan of revealing the recipe and, sure. uh, you know, if you teach people how to fish, they'll still ask you to help them do it, which is absolutely, absolutely. Probably, which I, think, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that that is something you could, um, talk about at talent 42. I'm going to put you on the spot, but <laughs> I remember attending one of your events and you talked about how to market yourself and how yeah. to include your keywords in your LinkedIn profile and how when you do a search, you pop up at the very top. And um, I may have stolen a couple of your techniques and shared with my network at some point because, you know, some people will reach out and they'll say, how do I optimize my LinkedIn profile? So I usually will reference one of your presentations to go there. Mm -hmm. um, but you're absolutely right. If you if you teach them, they, they will always come back and ask ask those questions. But um there's so, I mean, there's so much, Craig, I know I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to ask you a question, but how do you know what to use and what, and when and where, and how to stop discovering? I mean, there's so many tools out there. How do you know? So you kind of have to experiment, right? And you've got, you can't have all of your um, doodads on your Chrome browser, or, you know, now you can import those to different browsers. Uh, you can't have them all open all the time because they'll suck up all your, your memory, right? And so you have to turn them on one at a time or two or three at a time and check on each platform, which ones are currently working best for you. Yeah. And sometimes you just need one email address or one contact number. And so that might be a different tool. And so I keep a log of which tools are good for which. It's not quite to the extent of Dean DaCosta, but I constantly know what my go-tos are. And then I constantly interview the companies that are coming out with new tech. Yeah. Uh, and I talk to their engineers. I want to know what's behind the, you know, what's under the hood with this yeah. and, yeah. and how does it really work? So I get very in depth. Not everybody needs to go that far, but just play with these tools on a regular basis and try to develop like, um, a mailing list for anything, right. For your local school organization or for a hobby that, you know, something that you're selling on Etsy or whatever it is, try to use standard marketing techniques to develop a mailing list and see which of these tools work for you. Because if it's good for marketing, it certainly is good for recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent right. I do. I do the same. I try and test out tools and you know, I, I have a lot of browsers open up, but luckily there's one tab. And so we can immediately, you know, reduce that. Yes. And then you know, now that you mentioned Dean DaCosta, extensity, you know, you can, you can minimize all of your extensions. So um, I'm a geek when it comes to testing out new tools as well. And I do like to uncover um, and, and, and see what works and what doesn't um, because there's too, there's too many, there's a lot of tools out there, but I do have my go-to favorites as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I'm in recruiting mode, I am certainly keeping track and putting check marks by all sure. the tools that I've used, uh, you know, in that search. And so I can go back and repeat it and yep. I can help a customer repeat it. And, yep. you know, I, lots of times I'm just recruiting to prove a point. Here yep. is how you global recruiting team can do this. I just Correct. proved it and I documented my process. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. That's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. So, yes, we will be talking more about this at the 
uh, Visage Global Recruitment Festival, uh, October 8th, and Correct. at Talent 42, November 9th and 10th. Correct. And at TalentNet on November 20th. Lots yeah. of good, yes. low-cost or free or close to free events coming up that you can participate in. Angie Veros, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Craig. You are a treasure as always, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at insidetalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.